All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Close of Business podcast. This is Simone Grogan with your top stories this Tuesday afternoon. ATCO Australia has scrapped plans to build what had been promoted as one of Western Australia's first commercial-scale green hydrogen projects. The Canadian company has spent four years working up its plan for the Clean Energy Innovation Park, which was to be half-funded by a government grant. The project, estimated two years ago to cost $53 million, was to be co-located with the Waradaji Wind Farm south of Eniaba. ATCO told Business News it still intends to explore a commercial hydrogen facility, but believes it is more feasible to proceed closer to heavy industry where demand will justify the investment. The Australian Renewable Energy Agency approved a $28.7 million grant to ATCO and the Australian Gas Infrastructure Group for the project in 2021. In other news, a lawyer for Wright Prospecting claims Gina Reinhardt and her father Lang Hancock knew disputed Pilbara tenements were held on behalf of the Hancock and Wright partnership since the mid-1980s, a court was told today. Wright Prospecting has launched legal action against Gina Reinhardt's Hancock Prospecting over ownership and royalties from mining tenements referred to as Hope Downs and East Angeles in the Pilbara. Mining pioneers Lang Hancock and Peter Wright had business dealings since the 1960s, mainly on exploring and expanding iron ore projects in the Pilbara. Barrister Julie Taylor SC for Wright Prospecting continued her opening submissions on the trial's second day at the Supreme Court of Western Australia. Speaking before Supreme Court Justice Jennifer Smith today, Ms Taylor revealed contents of correspondence and documents exchanged by related parties, including a letter between Mrs Reinhardt and her father. Wright Prospecting claimed Mrs Reinhardt knew from at least February 1986 that the assets were held jointly for the partnership, Ms Taylor told the court. And lastly, the Union Alliance representing workers on Woodside Energy's LNG platforms has put industrial action on the table as it furthers its push for an enterprise bargaining agreement. The Offshore Alliance has applied to the Fair Work Commission to allow members working on Woodside's LNG platforms on the Northwest Shelf to vote on industrial action in support of their bid for an EBA. The step is the latest in an ongoing dispute between the Alliance and the LNG producer. That includes federal court applications by Woodside against petitions collected by the AWU from employees which it said were improperly procured. In January, Woodside was ordered by the Fair Work Commission to collectively bargain with Offshore Alliance, a 30-year first, according to AWU. Offshore Alliance spokesperson and AWU WA Secretary Brad Gandy called on Woodside to pay attention to the wants of its employees. And that's all from me this afternoon. You can read more on these headlines at businessnews.com.au. Coming up next on the podcast, Claire Tyrrell and Jack McGinn discuss three decades of change in Perth's planning landscape, as told by staff at local firm Taylor Burrell Barnett. Want to reach the 1% of people who make 80% of business decisions in Western Australia? Business leaders and influencers trust Business News for accurate, independent and insightful news, editorial and intelligence across every sector, every day. Place your brand in front of WA's business, political and community decision makers with our integrated platforms encompassing print, digital, podcast and events. Contact our team of experienced account managers to find out more. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash advertise. Welcome back to At Close of Business. I'm Jack McGinn. Today I'm joined by Claire Tyrrell. Claire, how are you going? Well, thank you, Jack. That's good. Hey Claire, we're seeing a lot of transformation around Perth at the moment. Some really big projects in the pipeline and underway. It's a great time to explore the landscape for planning, which is 
exactly what you've done in the most recent edition of Business News. Uh, you spoke with the leadership team at Taylor Burrell Barnett, which is a Perth town planning firm. Why did you choose to p- pursue the story and what did the team have to say about sort of the, the evolution of town planning in Perth? Yeah, so I came across this story when Samantha Thompson was promoted to managing director of the firm after more than 30 years there. Mm. Uh, she spent her entire working career at Taylor Burrell. Wow. Barnett. Yeah. Uh, so that was quite impressive and I wanted to learn a bit, little bit more about that and just delve deeper into the story as we often do here at Business <laughs> News uh, and, you know, get in there and, and speak to them because I often deal with uh, other town planning firms, uh, namely Element. They are great. They do a lot and they're also, you know, pretty good at promoting themselves and uh, there's other town planning firms as well listed on development applications who I've dealt with, but Taylor Barrow Barnett uh, hadn't actually, and I thought this would be a really good opportunity to, to speak to them. Right, okay. Uh, and, you know, when I went there, it became bigger than just about Sam, you know. Uh, there's been a few leadership changes, which we'll mention later on, but uh, I guess it was a really good opportunity to learn about the evolution, as you say, of the town planning space in WA. And I I can't help but relay it to when we did our 30th anniversary edition, Jack, yeah, uh, because uh, when when Samantha Thompson started at, at the firm, it was the early 90s, which was a period <laughs> when, when business news first started as well. So uh, they actually would have been really useful for my land development piece uh, that, I, that I did in our 30th anniversary edition. And there were a lot of similar themes. So, uh, you know, we talked about urban sprawl so housing along the freeway was largely contained to Burns Beach Road to the north and Berrigan Drive to the south um, and when you when you look at that now I mean, we've just had the freeway extension to to Yanship yes we did open up and <laughs> uh, you know much further south as well and uh, when you talk about infill that was really very much in its infancy there were a couple of projects uh, namely Claysbrook and Ascot Waters in the early 90s and, uh, you know, as, as they refer to them as Brownfields sites, Taylor Barra Barnett did have a, a lot to do with the development of these and then also policies generally. So when I spoke to Samantha, she said that she was involved in helping draft the initial uh, iteration of the Liverpool Neighbourhoods Design Code, which has a huge impact uh you know, still today, wow. it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's undergone a lot of reviews and uh, basically it guides structure planning and subdivision across residential areas uh, and also Metro Plan, which I actually hadn't heard of until now and uh, basically it's, you know, its aim, it was introduced in the early 90s and its aim was to consolidate development within existing areas so basically what you're seeing now uh that real emphasis on infill the the push for infill kind of did occur or started to occur 30 years ago and we're still we're still battling with it aren't we uh there's a big big emphasis on greenfields as well and uh you know some competing interests there in the industry but you know i think the public are coming to terms more and more with the need for greater infill, greater density, uh, but you definitely can't convince everybody. It's that forever conversation, isn't it? It's such a fascinating time, I imagine, to have been in that town planning space. And uh, there's been a lot of internal evolution at Taylor Burrell Barnett as well, uh, probably highlighted um, by Samantha's progression. Um, 
that happens naturally in business, but how has the firm evolved and how has its work shifted in response to sort of those changing demands you touched on? Yeah, so I'll just mention a few other names. So, uh, you know, as well as Samantha becoming managing director, at the same time, uh, Ben DiMarchi and Rachel Chapman, who have been in the business for quite some time, take up director roles as well. So they'll be, uh, you know, design director, that's Ben, and planning director, Rachel. And I spoke to Rachel for this article as well. She was great. So uh, the firm, as I said, as I touched on before about Infill, um, you know, they've they've evolved as the as the property development space has evolved. So when I spoke to uh, Lex Barnett and Rachel Chapman and Samantha Thompson for this article, people can see a photo of them pictured together. Uh, they mentioned how you know it was a lot easier for land developers back back in the day and uh, even more so for, for Lex's time. I think he started about 40 years ago. Uh, a lot easier for them to just carve up land and uh, split it up into blocks and, and make money from it. Uh, it's a very different exercise now. It's a lot more nuanced and there is a lot more density involved, a lot more community consultation. Uh, and another major change that didn't immediately spring to mind, but it, it is an obvious one, I guess, when you give it some thought, is that the the rise of social media, Jack. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, so uh, I was speaking to Sam and she was saying, you know, it's, in the past you'd put something out into the public domain, you know, open for public comment and you might get a couple of couple of letters or, you know, someone might ring in, but now something goes up and it, it things can go absolutely viral. You can get thousands and thousands of responses to, to things. And, uh, yeah, so that's definitely had an impact. She mentioned uh, a project uh, down south that didn't actually eventuate because of the public backlash. So I guess social media is empowering the people. You do see it all the time, even just as a social media user, you know. You see these things that, that sort of get a life of their own and, and, and become really big. Mm. So you mentioned some... Um, pretty iconic Perth projects, things like Claysbrook. What sort of work is on Taylor Burrell Barnett's plate at the moment? Yeah, so they've got their names on on many different development applications, fingers in many pies. Uh, that the big ones that people would notice, and you know, I'm sure there are others, Jack, because they were quite humble. Uh, the the big ones would be you know the Perth City Link, which is that key connector between uh, Northbridge and the CBD, which I've touched on for other stories in the past. I'm quite interested in that area, and you know, media has focused a lot on Yagan Square as well, <laughs> whether it be positive or negative. Yeah. Uh, and you know, some projects in Cottesloe as well, which is also right. an area of interest, uh, especially given the local government landscape there and. Uh, you know, bit of bit of pushback for density, so it would definitely be interesting to try and get things. Can you over imagine the, the uh, social media comments in in, the, in that area? That's well, like I've <laughs> seen some of them, Jack. Uh, yeah, it would be definitely interesting to to try and get things over the line there. Other areas which stand out for them are Port QG, which they've actually been working on for the past three or so decades. So. Wow. Yeah, so Fraser's property are the main proponents out there at the moment. So they're setting up all the, they're, you know, it's really has taken shape actually. I've gone and had a look at it. Uh, you know, there's a big, massive community there. Hmm. Uh, within earshot or sight of the uh, South Frio power station actually, Jack, <laughs> which is has been another uh, massive 
topic of interest for the media. But uh, that aside, uh, Port Coogee as a residential estate has been a major focus of, of this firm for, for a time. Were there any parts of this story that sort of really jumped out at you when you were writing it? So what did surprise me, Jack, was how political they were mm. um, and how ready they were to talk about the issues impacting the sectors at the moment, which was great to see. You know, they put their head above the parapet. We, 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 we mainly spoke about medium density codes in, in terms of their implementation. So that's something that's has been a little bit controversial, Jack. So architects and um, planners and, you know, a lot of people from the industry kind of compile these codes, which it, they represent a massive shift in the way that people uh, build and, you know, things like setbacks, setbacks etc. And, uh, you know, their concern was that, you know, these residential communities are planned years in advance and if, if we're going to have an implementation plan, uh, we need to take that in, into consideration. You, you don't want to kind of plan something and then suddenly have no lots to build because those lots didn't comply with these regulations. Mm. Uh, and public open space was another massive one that we touched on as well and that was an example of where the uh, pushback from developers did actually uh, garner a response. So, uh, you know, the, the government did, did back down on, on those ones, so that's positive. But, yeah, there are a lot of policies that impact the town planning space and Taylor Borough Barnett were quite vocal in their, you know, either support or criticism of, of these policies. They've obviously got to work closely with government and uh, it, it's good that they can speak up and, you know, really say how it is and, and how these, you know, these decisions in Parliament are having an impact on the grounds. Yeah, it's always nice when you speak to someone and they can speak freely on, on the issues affecting them. Mm. Um, Claire, it's a fantastic piece. It's available online as of today and also in the most recent edition of Business News. Thank you for running me through it uh, and thanks for joining me. Have a great day. Thanks. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.